John Duncan here, Blazer Victory Podcast, here with Alex Mortensen, offensive coordinator, UAB. Week two, spring uh, spring ball. You've been here a couple of months. Have you been able to settle in any? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I don't know if settled is the word. You know, I think we're um, – but it's been a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really enjoying the job. I've enjoyed the um, the staff a lot. I really like our staff. You know, I think Coach Dilfer's assembled a really neat group. And then – I really like the players too. They've been really fun to work with. So it's it's been a lot of fun. We hit the ground running, and um, you know, obviously we still have four weeks left to spring football. So I'm I'm excited about taking on the rest of that too. And Alex, you know, with, with last week being spring break, um, I know the you know players were able to enjoy a break. Do, do coaches really get a break during spring break? I mean, I know the grind never stops, but were you able to kind of take a break away for a little bit? I didn't take much of a break. I, I before I drove home, I apologized to my family that I didn't spend a lot of time with them. Um, I got a chance to see my parents, and so uh, no, I, I worked a lot of it. And it was actually it's kind of funny sometimes those quiet moments when you're by yourself. And there aren't distractions, there aren't other people in the office, there aren't people in and out. You can sometimes get more done. And so I sometimes I enjoy um, the time away to, you know, one, be, you know, maybe increase, you know, your productivity or two, you know, when things slow down, you can maybe step back and look at things from 10,000 feet. So um, I used it a little bit more to uh, to try to, to work and, and, and keep getting ahead on some things. But you do, I do think like any anything else like you do have to have some element of balance I think it helps you so yeah try to be intentional a little bit and just having that time to just reflect you know just being by yourself just have some personal reflection just take a break away from everything so yeah yeah no there's no that it definitely I think getting away can help sometimes stepping away from your work can help you but then, too, I think just being out of the building and, and being away from the hustle and the bustle and the and the quick deadlines and all that, sometimes you you actually can get more work done, you know, down the road. Definitely. Now, you know, you transitioned from an analyst role at Alabama and now offensive coordinator. Can you just kind of explain what, you know, what are the added responsibilities on being an offensive coordinator as opposed to just being an offensive analyst? Right. You know, I think the, the main thing is probably going to be game day, you know, in terms of, you know, calling calling the game or, you know, being involved with calling the game, you know, however we set that up, you know, but really it's like in terms of planning insulation, scripting, you know, there's, I've, I've been, I've had other jobs where, you know, I've been allowed to coach. We also had COVID issues at Alabama that allowed me to step up and coach a, a few times, um, actually more than a few times. So, um, so, you know, the, the teaching and the working with players and running meetings, you know, be in front of the, like that, none of that is new, you know, pl- like I said, planning, scripting, um, you know, game planning, like none of that is new at all. It's just, I think game day is going to be the biggest, uh, the biggest change. And I think the other thing too is like, you know, you walk into a situation like this where, you know, we're all new. So, you know, you got guys from a lot of backgrounds, uh, all over the place, which is actually really cool. So I've enjoyed, um, pulling, you know, all, all that information together as much as we can, but but I guess where I guess what I'm getting at is it's not like I walked into this job where we were you know we were all let's say we were all at the the same spot last year, and so it's like well we're just gonna rinse wash and repeat and go put our offense in so that to me has probably been if there's anything unique about it it's probably that more than anything which I don't know if that has anything to do with the analyst to coordinator transition I think it's more about just the um, this dynamic this situation. Well, I know it's just a second week, but can you talk a little bit about what you've seen out of your offense so far out of this second week? Like, that's got you excited, or? Yeah, I mean, I look. It's right now. I just it's their energy, effort. 
you know, a lot of the intangibles, the things that don't take any talent, like I'm, I'm so far, I'm really pleased with a lot of those things. I mean, there's, there's areas we have to get a lot better. We have to get, you know, more detailed. We have to clean up a lot of things. I think the coach Jeff was just talking to the team. I think the want to is high and now we just have to, and as a group, we got to keep working on the how to, mm-hmm. you know, the, the details of, you know, pre-snap and post-snap, you know, the way we finish plays, all those, I mean, there's, I could go, I could probably spend an hour talking about that, but that would be the thing where I think we've got to improve. But, like, I'm really excited about their energy, their desire to work. You know, because some guys want the result, but they don't want to do the work to get it. I think we have a group that works hard, and you know, I think there's um, there's actually a pretty good culture in place initially. So th- those are things I'm really excited about. And, Alex, can you talk a little bit about what your offensive philosophy is going to be this season? Or is that something you're still kind of finding? No, I mean, I, I, not really. I mean, I think, I think the thing that it's – it's cliche, but I think it's it's really legitimate. Is it you know a lot of it is about your players. You know, someone told me one time, and, and obviously I know this is audio, so I can't paint the visual. But I'm trying to show this with my hands. Podcasting but, is a visual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's like your 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 playbook starts really big. You know, in terms of the inventory of all the football that you know maybe you know or that you your staff knows collectively and and is a part of your system and then at some point you and hopefully pretty quickly that year you you figure out what your what players you have what your players are good at and so that that shaves down a little bit smaller and then somewhere you figure out what your quarterback or quarterbacks are good at and it shaves down a little bit smaller so i think it it all really starts player centric you know first and then you know beyond that i mean it's you know there's a lot of things in terms of you know that probably go well beyond the scope of this from a philosophical standpoint but I think it, it starts there and Alex how, how how does a coordinator go about just kind of earning the players trust and and kind of buying into your vision about what you want this offense to be at UAB you know I, I heard a long time ago I think one of the, the biggest ways a, a coach particularly a new coach can earn the trust of the players is they have to know that you can help them you know and so I think part of that is being a really good teacher and them learning and seeing that, hey, you can help make them a better player. And I think upon that happening and then being fair, being honest up front, I think if you do those things that, you know, pretty quickly you can, you can build trust. You know, I don't, I, sometimes I don't think it takes as long as um, we think it does if you can show them those things pretty quick. And in regards to the quarterback, are there certain traits that you're looking for to get our, out of your starting quarterback right now? Is there something that you look for in your quarterback, certain traits? There are there are so many things. I mean, if, if there was one thing, then it would, you know, it'd be, easy, it'd be really easy to evaluate quarterbacks. There, you know, I think there's a reason that it's, you know, there's a track record of it being a very difficult position to evaluate, even at the NFL level when you've got this massive body of work on guys coming out of college. They still struggle. They miss on guys. But one, I mean, I think toughness is huge, both mental and physical, to – to, to play the position and be able to sustain performance over the the season, I think you need toughness to play quarterback at a high level. Two, you got to be very accurate. Like, you know, you can have great intangibles. There are a lot, like, you know, I always joke my, you know, my some of my pastors I've had have great intangibles, but they're not very accurate. So I don't want them to play quarterback for me. So, you know, you've got to be really, you have to be an accurate passer, and you got to be accurate under duress, and you've got to be accurate. Consistently, that's through the course of a practice. It's um, practice to practice. It's week to week. It's month to month. You know, the more consistently accurate you are, it just—it's a lot easier to play the position when you can throw the ball where you want. And 
you know, then there's decision making. You know, decision making is, you know, a next thing. And then finally, you know, leadership is a big part of it too. Um, you know, I always say that, you know, you're not a lone wolf. It's not an individual sport. You're not a track athlete. It's not golf. It's not boxing. It's not, you know, any. It's not MMA. You, you got to bring your teammates with you. You know, I, th- I think that's part of the job. And guys do that different ways. You do. I've been around guys that are very vocal and you know are gifted vocally. They're gifted in front of the, the team. There's guys that are not so vocal, and I, I think you've got to be careful not about not painting with broad strokes and thinking they all have to be the same. Some guys are going to be more quiet. They have different personalities, and they can still be great players and great leaders, but they do have to find figure out how to lead their way. And obviously I think that starts with example, and I think it starts to an extent with some servant leadership um, traits, but then beyond that, yeah, can they lead You know, the, the, the guys around them and make them better? And just a couple more questions. So, you know, obviously you were at Alabama for seven or eight years, um, you know, can you talk a little bit about your experience just working under, you know, a couple great coordinators and working under Nick Saban, who, you know, one of the best to ever do it. Um, can you talk a little bit about what you learned under him and under that system? Yeah, I, bet I, can't, I learned so much at Alabama. It's unreal. I went, in, I, I, went in, I went there with very high expectations about what I would learn, and, and they, were ex, they were surpassed. I, I, and, you know, obviously it starts with Coach Saban. He's, he's – he's, what he's advertised to be and beyond that, you know, and it was really neat having – you know, having him involved and come over to the offense side of the ball too, because he's got such a defensive background. His defensive knowledge is, you know, obviously off the charts. So the things he offered to the offense from that standpoint were, you know, very helpful and things that, you know, benefited me a lot. Um, and the way he saw the game, and then, you know, there. I mean, I could go on and on. There've been a number of great coordinators, and they were, they were all, they were all great, and they all, you know, were different. They all had, you know, different strengths and weaknesses. Um, no, I shouldn't even say weaknesses, but I would say their their strong points right. varied you know, from guy to guy. And so, you know, I think you have, it's important to to ultimately be yourself, but, you know, I've learned a lot from each one of those guys. Some of them, you know, with how they coach the quarterback, some of them with how they um, saw offensive philosophy, some of them with how they um, set up their week, how they organize their week. And, you know, you have a short, um, you only got six days really to get ready for a game, you know, so how did they, how did they plan that time? Um, some of them did a great job of figuring out who their star players were and, um, you know, finding ways to feature them, get them the ball where, you know, other teams, you know, defenses couldn't uh, take them away. I mean, there's just – there have been so many things. Each one of these guys, you know, brought different things to the table. But I, I can't say enough how much I've benefited from each and every one of them. And, Alex, I'm sure you've had pl- you had plenty of opportunities to move on from Alabama. So my next question is why UAB and why Trent Dilfer? Yeah, no, it's – look, to me – you know, there, there have been opportunities to leave. And, you know, part of it was, you know, the job at Alabama was attractive. And the job at Alabama got better and better, you know, each year. So it wasn't necessarily an easy place to leave because I, I loved working there. And I loved um, – I also loved the players, too. We had, we had a really, you know, neat group, neat group of players pretty much every year I was there. Now, so why – you know, so to me it was going to take something really good to leave. I – one, I really – believe in coach Dilfer I'm I'm excited about him I've gotten to know him you know a little bit through the years and then really more so um you know leading up to this him taking this job and so I just got excited because I think he's I think he's in a one I think he's intelligent I think he's a good leader I think he's um got a lot of great ideas himself and I also think he's um got the you know I think the best leaders I've been around have enough humility to take counsel and listen I mean he's he's got so many of those traits it's I was really attracted to all those things and you know then on top of that it's I like this I think this place 
has some advantages. You know, I think there's some good things here. I love our, you know, a lot of people talk about five-hour radius in recruiting. I think our three-hour radius in recruiting is really good. Um, you know, so I, and I look, I, I look, I'd be lying if I said I didn't like this part of the world. You know, I'm from Georgia. Um, my parents aren't too far away. Uh, I've been, you know, in the state for a while. So, you know, there's, there are a lot of other things, you know, from a familiarity standpoint that made sense too. Last question. That's a great transition. Your dad, Chris Mortensen, longtime great NFL journalist. What was it like growing up the son of an NFL journalist, and how did that shape your viewpoint of, of the sport of football? It's a great, you know, it's something I I'd probably would need to give more thought because it, it, you know, at the end of the day, it was still dad. You know what I mean? Right. And and what was cool is he, you know, he was really busy in, you know, the fall. I mean, he was busy all year, but. He could in the spring. He was actually able to coach my baseball teams. You know what I mean. So, wow, okay. so like he was, and we we won quite a few championships. He was a pretty good baseball coach. But, um, but the thing that so we had a lot of it. Like we had a very normal like father son relationship. I would say, um, but I think what's interesting where there's probably some things where it's like being a coach's kid because you're around the game, mm-hmm. but it's also a little different than that too, because he was covering it. Um, and so I think it, by being around the game, I, it naturally helped me create an interest in it. But I, my, I thought my parents were good from the standpoint they didn't, they actually didn't let me play uh, football. Till I was in seventh grade. I got to play flag football. So it's kind of like they held it away from me. So I almost desired it more. So I think, so being around the game but not getting to play it, play it, I think actually, in a weird way, increased my interest in it. I don't know if that makes any sense. It does, yeah. And so I didn't like develop burnout or any of those type things that I, th- I hear some guys do that are around it so much so right. I think it actually created a really healthy um, balance for me to where you know I had a good relationship with the game well Alex I appreciate it so much you taking some time to come on the Blazer Victory podcast now let's go inside and get warm yeah, no, <laughs> thank you